Why do we have insights when our mind is quiet? How do insights play a role in our ability to learn and when do they impact the trajectory of our lives? Welcome to Insight Out, where we explore these questions and dissect how insights influence who we are and ultimately who we become. I interview New York Times bestselling authors and some of the most influential minds of our time to find out what insights have helped to make them who they are. When I realized that the world worked in many different ways, I'm going to choose to create a life that is specifically designed for me. I see infinite capacity to think and create. That's the magic that we all have. You can tap into that any point in your life. You just have to decide to do it. And as a leader, you have to be a transition figure. As Dr. Covey said, be a light, not a judge. Be a model, not a critic. If you're like me, constantly working to design a life that will allow you to reach your fullest potential so that you can leave your mark on this planet, then you're in the right place. I'm glad to have you on this journey and hope you enjoy this episode of Inside Out. So let's talk about the next insight. So I'm going to give you it's door number one, door number two, door number three, door number four. Okay, here we go. You pick the direction you want to go. So door number one is Brendan, knowing what you know now, if you could go back in time 10 years to your teenage self, how would you go about learning differently? That's door number one. Oh, I like door number one. Let's just do door number one. So here's the biggest insight, Billy, that I wish I had done at 16. That would have been 10 years ago, right? 16 or even 12 or 13 is listening to more podcasts. Podcasting was the single reason why I was able to accumulate knowledge in such an efficient way. Except the problem, Billy, was twofold. One, I didn't know podcasts existed. So I only discovered Lewis accidentally when I was 20. I was watching a TED Talk by the CEO of Pencils of Promise, a guy named Adam Braun. And I was just fascinated in the nonprofit he started. And I was just researching him on YouTube. And it just so happened Lewis was kind of like one of the first podcasters to post YouTube videos of the full show. That's how I discovered him. It was a 100% accent. I didn't know what a podcast was. And that's when I started commuting and listening to that. So the first piece is definitely I would have listened to podcasts earlier in life probably as early as I could have, like 10, 12, 14 years old, that would have made me infinitely smarter than I am right now because of the time commitment. That's one piece. The other piece that I didn't do until maybe like three, four years ago that I should have done earlier in life was journal a lot of my thought process and take very detailed notes about every podcast I was listening to. So because the reason why I'm able to come up with all of these insights, Billy, is not necessarily an accident. It's because I have a notepad on my phone that is, there's two notepads. So one notepad is one for every episode I listen to. There's like thousands of them at this point, literally, which is kind of weird if you think about it. But the other piece is I have a notepad, a separate one that only has insights that I came up with or very unique insights that I've never heard before. So what happens is as I accumulate more of these insights, if I don't write them down, I actually end up forgetting most of them. So when I go back and I read my notepad, I go, oh, right, I did say that. Oh, right, be insane or be the same. I should probably keep forget, not forget that one. That one's a good one, right? So, so that's the other piece. So those are the two pieces of advice I would give. I would ditch the books. Oh, the third piece. Yes, let me summarize another one. This is a fun question. I would triple down on the medium of learning that is the most exciting for you. I hate, actually, this is some, the most controversial say I'll, I'll say in the history of the show. I hate it when people just say, reader, successful people read more. It's like, 
it, that's such like a a surface level insight. I I actually think that's wrong. Like I don't read at all, barely. I've I think I've read like two books this year, maybe. And I I can't even tell you what the titles were. It was probably like zero to one or something. But the, the reason I say that is that most of us focus too much on reading because somebody else is telling them to, and then they don't end up reading. Versus going. How do you get most of your knowledge? How do you retain most of your knowledge? And for everyone, it's different. For me, it's people, conversations, and podcasting. For somebody else, it might be reading books. For somebody else, it might be reading peer-reviewed papers. So my third piece of advice is triple down on the medium of learning that you're the most excited about every day. Love it, man. And love your enthusiasm about this topic. And so I'm glad door number one came through. So let's talk a little bit about podcast selection and podcasts, you already highlighted one way in which you retain the information and synthesize the information by writing it down and having you know several notebooks, one where you have your own unique thought leadership, things that are your, either it could be uh, based or inspired by what you're listening to, but it's your own unique thought. And even if it's inspired by something, it might be a completely different type of thing. And it's unique to you. It's got your own thought leadership. Uh, and then, of course, there's all the insights that you gain by listening to podcasts. So somebody listening in right now may say, okay, how do I find the podcast that's right for me or podcasts that are right for me? And then what advice do you have for them to listen effectively? 100%, brother. So, such a great question. So I'll say a couple of caveats before we get started with that. Just to make it clear for everyone who's listening to this, all of my notes are digital. So I don't have a single note that I really do on a pen or a paper. And except with some exceptions, when I'm at a mastermind, and I'm kind of doing a working in a workbook. And the reason is simply this, access to information very quickly. So let's say I'm, at, I'm in Florida and Billy comes up to me and he says, hey, Brenda, what did you learn for that event you went to last week? If I don't have the workbook, I'll forget because most of us forget 90% of the information we consume, probably more. Whereas because all my notes are digital, I don't have to think, I don't have to think about it. I literally open my notepad and I type the word of the conference in my notes. All my notes just appear right out of the sky and it jogs my memory. That's why all of my notes are purely digital. Second piece for podcast selection. Look, you got to date. You got to date a lot. It's kind of like getting married, right? You got to go on a bunch of dates. Not that I'm an expert anyways, but you got to, you got to go on a bunch of dates to find the right person, right? I've implemented that well in the context of friendships, you know, for every superstar Billy I'll meet, you know, I'll meet a hundred other people that are cool, that are amazing for other people, you know, and that's the key, right? You got to go through the, the shapes because I think a piece of podcast selection personally, Billy, it's not really like I'm not going to give you the framework around what are you the most passionate to learn right now? Do you like space? Do you like I, – I, I'm not a big fan of that framework. I'm a much bigger fan of what can you do the most sustainably, like the main reason I listened to Lewis's show, and I, I know it sounds kind of dumb. I just like the guy's voice. He's very soothing. He's very vulnerable. He's always talking about himself, but in a way that's fun. He's always asking the dumb question I'm always thinking about, but that he wants to ask too. He just fits my style. Kind of like you, right? I always say you're the best intro I've ever had in my life. Not necessarily because you ask the best questions, even if you do, like you're pretty up there, but our styles just fit. Like I just like going straight to the jugular with the insight and you like asking questions that go straight to the jugular with the insight. Weird analogy, but you get my drift. So I would say date 10 to 15 different podcasts. This is what I would do. Actually, tactically, this is fun because I've never shared this before. This is what I would do if I was starting all over. 
I would take the top 100 podcasts and I would listen or TED Talks and I would listen to one episode in each podcast. So not like 10 episodes in a single podcast, but one on each one until I find somebody or an, an area or a concept that I really, really enjoy. But then the last piece to podcast selection is when you really feel gravitated towards someone, you feel someone's doing a really good job curating the people for you, then go deeper. The last piece I'll say on podcast selection, and this is specifically in the context of interview-led podcasts, where somebody's interviewing someone else in the same way we're kind of interviewing each other right now, is... What's fascinating that people don't really think about too much is that the host is the curator of the content. So the host is actually more important, even any type of podcast, because they're the person who selects the information to curate back to you, the audience. So pick the host really well. And the only way to do that is just to date a lot of people. Yeah. And the the other thing I know you do is you do it in the morning. So I think another best practice is to your point on the sustainability piece, pick the time that you know you can do it consistently. Every single time you have this calendar block or this, it could be in the evening, it could be in the morning, it could be on your commute, it could be at your lunch. Find some sort of rhythm to allow yourselves to get that session uh, and it could, you, to your point, you could have a list of people that you're going through while you're in the dating phase before you lock in and become exclusive, right? Be, where you start to have a monogamous relationship, but but you got to start by having a, a time to do it that you commit to, right? And I think that's where where it's at. Okay, so final thought on going back to this idea of the question: If you could go back in time, how would you learn differently? I challenge you to ask yourself that question. Because what it'll force you to do is it'll force you to think about what you can do going. You can't literally go back in time, but you can change what you're doing right now to be informed by what you know you know right now, which is the type of learner you are, how you learn best, how you retain information, how you make sure that you are sustainably learning. Because we could all fall off, right? Even if we know all these things, we may not be doing them. So, In order to do them, we got to start thinking about them. Once we start thinking about them, then we put it into action. So that's my final thought. What's your final thought on this topic? 100%, Billy. It's really the idea of split testing. You need to try different things to figure out what works for you. So I'll give you an example. I've tried my hour and a half of podcasting as the last meeting of the day. I've tried it. Oh, let me try listening it at 9 p.m. And I never get to it. Because at 9 p.m., I'm there, I'm listening to the pot, and I start falling asleep because I'm so tired. And it's nothing to do with Lewis, by the way. Nothing to do with this podcast. It's just, I'm just so tired because most of my job is media. I'm always on podcasts. I'm always talking, 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 which, you know, which doesn't help me learn anything. But then at the end, I'm tired because I've just had like 10 hours of yelling at people, of coaching clients and <laughs> doing media that it doesn't work for me. But the point that I want to drive is I didn't necessarily just pick the morning. I tried afternoon. I tried morning. I tried evening. And it ended up going with the morning. So that's the piece is don't be afraid to split test different ideas until you find 
the medium or the version that looks like for you. The other piece is the idea of social events. So another way that I learned really effectively, this goes back to what Billy was talking about around picking that medium for you, is the idea of I like to socialize a lot when I'm learning. That's why I like going to mastermind events. That's why I I spend probably 20% of my year going to events. And that's intentional. Whether there's something cool or not, it just gives me an opportunity to enter that environment. And then the last thing I'll say around podcasting and all this stuff is I'll just give you the three that I listen to and why really quickly. So the only three podcasts I listen to consistently right now is Lewis House's podcast, The All In Podcast, and Akimbo. So why do I make those three selections? Lewis, super simple. He just keeps me grounded. It's like listening to meditative process. I I get my best ideas listening to the guy's voice. So I'll just keep doing it because it works. That's number one. So it's not very like sophisticated. The second one, all in podcast. Why? Because Shamat Paliapatiya is just a guy I really admire. He's a multi-billionaire. He was one of the first executives at Facebook. And he's just a really smart guy and understands tech really well. And since in 10 years, all of my clients are going to be the next Elon Musk's. That's basically how I play it. I need to understand what's going on in the world. So I've listened to every episode of the All In Podcast. It's two hours out of my week that I block just to listen to what's happening in the world. And one hour was this morning. Third one, Seth Godin's Akimbo. I just like the way his brain works. Seth Godin's prolific in the marketing space. He just thinks very unconventionally. So I always like to listen and it always gives me ideas that I'm not thinking about. Let's wrap this session up with the simple thought of the challenge I set is to ask yourself the question, if you could go back in time, how would you learn differently? And once you have that answer, make some meaningful changes to how you start learning today and continue to develop your own methodology behind the way you learn and get critical with yourself. And also maybe there's something that you learned just now from Brendan or from me that you could apply in your own life. And to Brendan's point, test, see what works, see what doesn't, keep what does, throw out what doesn't. Hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside Out. I hope you took away some valuable insights that will help you in business and in life. If you like this show, the best payment you can give is to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. You can also listen to past episodes and see a breakdown of all the best insights by going to insightoutshow.com. And for the record, there's no greater compliment than sharing this show with your friends on social media. So if there's an insight or lesson that you liked, please share it and tag both me and today's guest. And until next time, remember, your next life-changing breakthrough moment may happen when you least expect it. Insight out.